Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd can follow the plot and a real nerd Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast on the internet because every week we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. I am joined, as always, by my buddy Brad. As always. That's right. This week, the movie we saw was Blue Beetle. Stay tuned very soon because we'll recommend the film or not. Play the trailer and then spoil the film. We also talk about stuff we watch throughout the week and the big movie news. Um, but before we get into that, Brad, we um, we are coming up on our 600th episode. Yes, we are. And everyone's like, oh, man, you guys have 600 episodes. You're so awesome. And we say, we know. We know. How do you do it? <laughs> well, you know, it's hard work and dedication commenting on other people's um, art they produce. So... But uh, we're doing something fun. Uh, this, uh, By the time you hear this episode, there will be a bonus episode that you can download. And it's we each picked 20 films that, A, we wanted people to see, and two, also threw in some like horrible films for people to watch. And we they were randomly picked, and we each got six of them. And it was a really fun episode and a really fun idea that we're most likely going to visit again. Um, I think it was karma that I'm, I'm watching all the films I'm watching because I would always tease, sorry, Corinne about her anime and stuff. And I literally got three of her animes. <laughs> uh, looking back, I think maybe we should have done like rolled uh, like one film from each person. Cause I feel really bad that most of Henry's didn't make it onto anybody's list. Well, that was going to be my original idea that we like each person watched two films from the list that the person put out. Um, so but, with six of us, that would have been 12 movies. <laughs> I talked to James uh, and he was like, I thought we were just going to pick six total. Like we all have to watch these six movies <laughs> <laughs> together. I was like, no, it gives us more to do. It's like a film explosion. Yeah. That's going to be quite the journey. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, maybe the next time we do it, we do. You know, if you draw a second from the same person, you just have to draw again to get one from another person. So yeah, it's not a bad idea. Or yeah, like you said, just do one from each person. Yeah, um, and then I mean, well, technically, it'd be maybe one from each person, and then a wild card, or however many we decide to watch, or whatever it is. Yeah, since it, since there's also like you're doing six, and there there are six of us. I was like, oh man, that yeah. seems obvious now. But yeah, so now. <laughs> Now we just have six from the, from this pool of like I think it was 120 films, and uh, so yeah, we'll have 36. 
overall, but to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> of stuff we missed over the past 12 years. Yeah. And not just over, I mean, um, it's films that aren't necessarily from 12 years from now. It's just films we think everybody should have watched and no one was listening to us when we told them to, you know? Yeah. Um, or it's something we want to punish people with. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff that I saw. It's like, Oh man, uh, I appreciated this, but I know these people would not like this. So <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Um, it was I, funny because Corinne was texting me and she said, um, I don't think mine are too bad, right? I said, oh, wait, <laughs> you see the French sci-fi horror film that you have to watch. And she said, oh, great. <laughs> uh, I know. Did, have you uh, tackled any of yours yet since the recording? Uh, uh, no, I've literally have worked every day this week and been taking my kid to school and then going right into work. So I haven't really had time to. I uh, um, I did one. It took me three days to do it. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, are you going to spoil? Which one you watched, or are you going to leave that in? I guess by the time this goes up, people have heard the bonus one. So yeah, uh, it's Silence. Uh, <laughs> it was free on Pluto TV, and uh, yeah, I, I I mean part of the mistake is I I have to watch it late at night. So about half an hour, maybe forty five minutes in, I I, I nodded off, woke up. To some horrible things happening um <laughs> backed it up a little bit fell asleep again and then today i i or last night i uh backed it up and i was i started from like the 30 minute part um and then watched the rest and uh yeah yeah from what i gather from when we did it uh i think i'm gonna watch climax um tomorrow night um my wife will be working and my kid won't be here. So. <laughs> yeah. Your kid definitely should be around for that one. Well, yeah. I mean, I would never subject them to it. It's just, it's easier for me to focus if I don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, him waking up like, daddy, can I have some waddle? And then I scar him for life. <laughs> and my what's kid does these not people? sound like that. But... <laughs> what's wrong with these people, daddy? <laughs> Are they on drugs? Um, Probably. Yeah. I don't, remember it that well but i think it's all like one continuous shot again so um, perfect definitely pay attention i guess <laughs> can't wait can't wait <laughs> anyways uh so stay tuned for that um this week we saw blue beetle brad is blue beetle a film you would recommend yeah this is a bummer man like uh i was really hoping this would be you know, uh, like a diamond in the rough and, uh, it is rough. Um, I, on, on the plus side, like as far as CGI superhero costumes go, like it's, it, uh, it works well in here. Um, but man, the movie is mostly just him adjusting to his powers. And then there's like the side plot of, uh, Susan Sarandon's, um, I forget her name, but, uh, she's related to Victoria Cord. Victoria Cord. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah, her, like her plot of like I just I, we need to get this piece of technology back so we can uh do this thing it's like it feels like she's in a she thinks she's in a movie, a superhero movie for like 4-year-olds <laughs> the way her her <laughs> villain acts like I like I appreciate her work in other places but this one is just like uh yeah, it's like maybe she was, wasn't directed well but yeah, like I think halfway through I was just like I just wanted to leave. Like I just didn't care anymore. Um mm. 
you know, the lead uh, from Cobra Kai, like he's fun, his family's fun, but there's like some really cheap, really cheesy stuff at the end. Um, mm. So, yeah, I was, I was, I checked out. Um, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Um, the, the trailers made it look fun and like, I thought it was going to be this huge neon, you know, superhero movie. And the most neon I got was the Ally Bank that obviously was a sponsor for this film. <laughs> um, but besides that, it, the family is really fun in this film. Yeah. But I feel like th- the movie is parts of superhero films that have worked before, whether it's Iron Man, Spider-Man, um, and other things like that. And they're trying to put it together because even his first fight with, um, the OMAC, like it reminded me of Iron Man one. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it, I, I just, I wanted to really like this movie, but I just couldn't do it. And, it's a bummer because, yeah, like you said, it, it was kind of – I was hoping that – it surprised me the way when you saw the first trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. You said, man, is this movie going to work? You know what I mean? And then you get there and you and I'm watching. I said, yeah, this looks like it belongs on HBO Max. Um, here's a trailer for Blue Beetle. I want to fly. Oh, let's do this. Yeah! You gotta force it to come out. What are you? You're a genius. Well, I know. But what I say? No, 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 wait, no, 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 it's called the Scarab. I had no idea it would activate. It has to choose you. So how do we get it to unchoose me? Host acquired. Who said that? Systems tracking. Three, okay. two, Makes you weak. You're wrong. My family? That's what makes me strong. 
I forgot how bad it looks. Target the family. Sorry, my mom. Jaime? You are a superhero, cabron. Y'all take shots, y'all aim up. Whoa! You're the blue beetle. I could use that arsenal right about now! God, you never ask. Hell yeah. So the plot for Blue Beetle is um, Jaime Reyes is coming back from getting his college degree. He returns home to uh, what's the name of the city? Palmero City? Palmero? Palmero City. Um, Yeah, there we go. And he finds out that his family is losing their house to Court Industries, which is run by Susan Sarandon. But they have um jenny cord who is the daughter of ted cord the original blue beetle doesn't like her and she's you know fighting for um world change and uh climate change but susan sarandon for some reason wants to arm everybody with the omac program and make them soldiers which i still understand why she wants to do it do you money i think okay it's just it like a lifetime government government contract i I guess and you know what i mean so (laughs) so it goes through the motions and it takes him uh she finds a scarab for some reason that she's looking for to initiate the omac project um and she finds it but it's stolen by this jenny girl she gives it to jaime and he gets infected with the blue beetle symbiote and he becomes this blue beetle guy and it takes him about an hour and 20 minutes to figure out how to use it then all of a sudden he's really good at it um and and then the movie ends with him like letting <laughs> I didn't know man like everything so he <laughs> Yeah, so he fights the bad guy again, and then the bad guy blows himself and Susan Sarandon up, and then the movie kept going like, you know, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, <laughs> and yeah, that, and that's uh, Blue Beetle. Yeah, I don't know, be- man, like... Beyond sorry, him discovering, like, like the, the whole movie is just him, like, he becomes Blue Beetle, and oh, by the way, uh, there's a bad guy and an evil plot in the l- little end half of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and... Like, so, Brad, so when you're watching, did you feel like it was just, hey, this worked really well in other superhero movies? Yeah, Greatest Hits compilation of other stuff I've seen before. And I think, and as I was watching it, it made me think a lot about the current slate of DC movies and how they were aping so much of Marvel movies. And instead of relying on their characters... Why the Batman is a great movie is because it doesn't rely on that. It re- it focuses on Batman being a detective trying to solve the murders that the Riddler is um, committing. Instead of, hey, remember in Guardians of the Galaxy how they have this hard rock soundtrack? Well, let's 
have Jaime's uncle, Rudy, as able to fly the Blue Beetle jet thing and will put Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just a hodgepodge or the the Blue Beetle's uh, suit has a woman who speaks English that can talk to him. That just reminded me not only of Iron Man, but it reminded me of um, Spidey in Home- Homecoming, where he's trying to figure out, you know, the new Stark suit. And she tells him, she says, uh, you know, Peter, you're, you're, the training wheels are off. And in this one, it just felt like the same thing where she says, I can do anything you can imagine. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Which, which uh, maybe reminded me of... Um, uh, uh, wow green lantern where it's like yeah you can you can imagine anything and you just you you picked a, a, a giant sword <laughs> no uh, doubt in that movie like, they're like oh race cars okay like yeah and, and it's it's so if you if you could wield that much power and i get that you don't want to kill people but if those people show up at your house and are shooting you know AR-15s at your family, uh, they're dead. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to just put a shield up. I'm going to literally, oh, I can imagine anything. Well, I'm going to imagine a gun that shoots lasers that you know cuts people in half. Because yeah. I guess the I guess the police don't care that, or any law enforcement cares that this corporation shows up with a bunch of mercenaries to kill some poor innocent family. Dude, did you <laughs> hear? Court Industries owns them. Oh, dude, I missed that line. Yeah. Uh, which also, Max Lord, Ted Cord, like, I had that flip-flopping in my brain throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wasn't Ted Cord the villain in Wonder Woman? No, that was Max Lord. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but then there's parts of it that are really fun. I love the interaction with his family. I thought all the people in it were really fun. Um, yeah, like, that's different. Like, you usually don't see it, a hero with, like, six family members following him around everywhere. Yeah, it's that's cool. But then it would <laughs> it would break up with these hey, remember um in this superhero movie that was cool? We're gonna do that. I mean he literally has a time where when he gets the suit, just like in Iron Man one, where he goes it sees how far he can go. You know what I mean? It's like what the fuck, man? I, I don't know. It was just and that and that's what was a bummer to me because I love the human dynamic of it. I thought the family was really fun. And then we're going to put it in with this generic, poorly staged superhero action. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, since ran in just like, I, I did not believe she, uh, knew what she was saying. <laughs> like, I know, like I didn't and, feel and, any it, meaning or like, I, I know she's trying to be sort like, Evil, but not mustache twirling evil. But also, like, I didn't feel like she understood what she was like, the underlying meaning of anything she was telling people. Yeah. She seemed like she was bored, right? Right. She's she's just there. I'm saying these lines, give me money. And because I'm Susan Sarandon, people are like, oh, Susan Sarandon's in a comic book movie? No, automatically she's going to elevate this material. But yeah, Yeah. there's like, she talked to Jenny or something, and it's a total exposition dump of just like, here, like, you might as well just turn to the camera and say, like, here's what you need to know <laughs> instead of just figuring, like, having the main character yeah. figure it out. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. And then, uh, God, what was it? Yeah. It was a care packs. Like he has this tortured backstory as a villain. Um, yeah. uh, and you're like, why? Like, why is this <laughs> just so we can ha- like, just so we can have some sympathy for this character. That's like in like 10% of the movie. Um, yeah. And, and too, like, so it's like I was talking at the end. So Jaime gets this like vision from him for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, no, I'm not going to kill him. But he lets him drag away Susan Sarandon and kill himself and Susan Sarandon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's so weird to me that I don't know. And I, I really wanted to like this movie. But every time it would take a step forward, it just like revert back to um, the mistakes that superhero movies made before they became how great they are now. Yeah. And there's that one part with the grandma, like she gets the um like the huge huge space gun. Mm-hmm. Um and like that like that part's in the trailer. And then you see her do it again, but then she has this like down with the imperialist monologue. That's like mm-hmm. who's they're not imperialists, they're just like a private corporation <laughs> that's uh yeah. like trying to get this military tech. They're not like yeah, they're uh like gentrifying their neighborhood, but imperialists, I guess. Uh just yeah, I mean, seem, seem like a little out of place. Yeah, like I understand what they're trying to do, but I think it was so clumsily shot and told. Like in Black Panther it, when they do the like uh colonizer. Yeah. To, uh what's his name? It's like, okay, that makes sense because he's a white dude, like in general, like this kind of yeah. a, like about their culture. And I feel like they're trying to do the same thing in blue beetle for uh latin culture <laughs> like that's exactly that mo- moment for them it's like uh but like these like this is a specific company like <laughs> it doesn't quite land as 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 much yeah i agree and like i said you were saying that it's it's there's it's like there's a story here but it was so clumsily told that it just doesn't stick the landing. And it probably doesn't help, you know, with Susan Sarandon be like, yes, I am trying to take over the world and turn people into robots because I want money. They literally have a scene where they're at some party that she talks to some generic general guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is this? You need to understand, Jennifer, what I'm trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> wow, did you coach <laughs> Susan Sarandon in this movie? That sounded just like her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really disappointing. Yeah, and yeah, I, look, I thought it looked fun. I thought it was like, weren't people saying this like actually kicks off the James Gunn universe? But I wouldn't kick off that universe. With no, this. no. And I mean, I haven't heard James Gunn say anything about it. I mean, technically he can because the directors' guilds aren't on strike, so he could have said something. But they've been really pretty quiet about this movie. Yeah. So. Like it is fun in places, but just you know, it is. the caliber of stuff we've seen uh, over the past ten years, it's it's definitely not up to speed. No, it's just just be your own thing. That's my big advice to uh, James Gunn. If you're listening to this podcast, be your own entity. Quit trying. I mean, I like The Rock, but even Black Adam had you know the slow motion scene that I've seen in X Men movies. Just. Or Injustice League. Yep. Just make your movie your own. And I think that's why I like the Shazam movies is because there's like this fun human dynamic with the superhero part 
Um, and unfortunately they, for some reason, they're not as popular as they should, in my opinion, as they should be. Yeah. So, um, hopefully his Superman movie will alleviate all those issues. Indeed. All right. So, um, this is the big movie news of the week. It's real news. This is kind of cool, Brad. You know, you and I have been harping on um, physical media for so long. Yeah, we have. And I, I just, so one of the things I never understood with streaming is why do they not just after a year or so after their shows have been on streaming, make them available for everybody? Because after a year, it's not like someone is going, you know what? This Mandalorian has been out for four years. It's time for me to get a subscription to Disney Plus just to watch The Mandalorian. Because that's you one less subscriber, mean? Ryan. Like once they <laughs> have know. once they have a physical copy, then they'll just stop subscribing, and we need subscribers. Yeah, it's so funny. This and what's I know, like Bob Iger. A lot of people don't are like not happy with him right now. But one of the things I do like, and I can sense that's happening, is he's putting an emphasis again on their home media which Disney has dominated since those plastic um, clamshell BHSs. And um, he, so in the huge news, so first it was Prey on 4K, um, which is one of my favorite movies from last year, which is the Dan Trachtenberg Predator film, um, is getting not only a Blu-ray 4K release, but has something like two and a half hours of bonus features on it. And then the the huge news is they're releasing the first two seasons of The Mandalorian, um, WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I'm missing one of them. Um, basically, all the Disney plus Marvel shows are being put on um, 4K with bonus features. That's awesome. Which to me... It, yeah, which is like super shocking and a total, you know, change of course. Because this is one of those things like, am I ever going to get this on physical media? Because even Disney did shows like Willow wrong. Like Willow was not even available for a year and they yanked it off their platform. So this is a way you can have it. And like I said, it's not like I'm sure the people that are buying it, like I will buy them, have already seen and subscribed to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I mean they're, they're, they're like they're still producing new series of all those, so might as well stay subscribed so you can not have to wait four years for a DVD release. And that's what I mean. Like if you if you just spread it out, like you keep it on, you know. Sure. So like the Mandalorian's already on season three, soon to be season four if they make another one. So it's been four years since season one. Almost, because, yeah, it came out in 2020, I think. I think Man. it's okay to put it out on physical media. <laughs> you know? It's fine. Because yeah. yeah. I'm not... I'm, I mean, sure there so some I... Meeting, I'm sure there was some meeting where they're like, look, do we want to just get a $30 sale, like, one time? Or do we want <laughs> $20 every month for a year? And then <laughs> that, it turned out people you know, were that's like... that's exactly what they're thinking. They're like, oh, yeah, people are just going to, like, watch everything we've got. And it's also Disney Plus, so they have less 
options than everyone else. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're like, oh, cool. I've watched The Mandalorian. Done. And subscribe like after what, maybe two months? <laughs> yeah. So they got $40 instead of 30 maybe. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's it, it just the, the the business model, and I, you could see the crack showing really soon, uh, maybe one or two years afterwards, because you just oversaturate the market, you know. Um, and so you have all these uh, streaming services that you can subscribe to, but what makes them unique? What makes them cool? And it's not just constantly having new content like Netflix does. Um, it's also making quality uh, product. So I, I'm all, I'm all for it. And I, I'm glad that they're finally kind of changing course. It's also tough to do quality when you're also pumping out quantity, which I know they have a lot of, a lot of hours to fill. And wow, it is, it's become such a wasteland since, uh, you know, our days growing up when it was like, you know, you either had network or you had cable. <laughs> I know. My, even my kid says, oh, dad, do we have to watch this? There's commercials. And it'd be on Hulu. I said, it's like a minute of commercials. <laughs> I forgot to mention, because uh, I watched Silence on Pluto TV. Man, it is loaded up commercials. <laughs> Three-hour movie with uh, a commercial like every five minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. It's tough. Yeah. I'm also watching, they have uh, the uh, like 80s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show. I'm pretty sure I'm watching more commercials than the actual show. <laughs> it's like I don't remember these episodes being an hour long. Wow, 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 wow! Yeah, but yeah, it makes sense if they're gonna have that much content. Like that's their business model. Yeah, but like you know, eventually it's, it's just... also free. So yeah, that's yeah. the part. Yeah, so yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's cool. But... Yeah, to have that much premium, co- like to license that much premium content for your channel, and also not charge a subscription. It's like, yep, I guess I just got to suffer through a ton of commercials. And I just wish they were different. <laughs> like, they're the same yeah, commercial every break. Yeah, that's a big break. thing. If I have to see a Cialis commercial one more time, I'm going to flip out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, maybe I do want to watch Monster High, too. Uh, Transformers <laughs> Earth Spark. <laughs> when do I watch that? Oh, my God. Cool. Yeah. All right. We watch things throughout the week in a segment I call What We've Been Watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Uh, shoot. You know what? I don't think I did. I watched, like, uh, like our uh, movies for next week and all that. Um, let me check my diary real quick. Yeah, not much. Yeah, I saw Blue Beetle, Strays. We'll talk about that next week. Silence, we'll talk about in a few weeks. So, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> nice. We've talked about that on this show before. <laughs> I think we have, but years yeah. ago. It's the first time I think I've seen it in the theater. So, oh, where was it playing at? It was uh, the Esquire late night last week. Nice. Um, and it was better than watching it at home. Like, it seemed <clears> a lot cheesier and stupider at home. Uh, but in the theater, it's it, it felt more epic, and it looked more like the template for Fury Road. Like, mm. like this is like it had ideas that became Fury Road. Um, 
So and it was also co-directed and like George Miller and someone else. So I wonder like, like what parts they had a hand in. Yeah. To maybe one of those people like made it suck. (laughs) And then (laughs) George Miller was like, you know, what, 20 years later, like, okay, now I'm going to make the Thunderdome I wanted. Um, yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. I I mean, obviously they did it probably for Tina Turner, correct? Oh yeah. For sure. Like a kind of like a remembrance screening or a, I don't know what you would call it. Memorial screening. Memorial screening. Yeah. Yeah. And they got a Pee-wee's big adventure coming up, obviously. So. Oh, that'd be a fun one. I don't think I've ever seen that in the theaters. Yeah. You should do that. It's fun. I've, I've, yeah. they've played it before. So I'll just go again. Cause I can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a podcast was like breaking it down, um, earlier this week and talking about it. So I was like, Oh man, I forgot about like, you know, it's, it's a movie I like, but it's not like one I love like other people do. But when they talked about it, I was like, Oh man, that this movie actually is really good. Like in the, in the history of cinema. So definitely want to give it a, another run. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a childhood favorite of yeah. mine. And, uh, yeah, it's on Blu-ray and it's sold out everywhere. So, hmm. but they should do a 4k of it now and actually um, put some special features on it. Yeah, I'm sure they probably will. But yeah, what'd you watch? Uh, I'm the same. I really haven't watched anything. I've been playing a lot of, uh, there's, so PlayStation has, if you subscribe to PlayStation Network every month, you can download three games for free. Um, and so that gives a list games. Uh, some of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's only 60 bucks a year, but what's really cool though, is they usually have one big game and, you know, I really don't play call of duty or anything. But what I really like is they put at least one highly acclaimed indie game on there. Um, so that's how I get to play some games that maybe I never would have played. And this month I've been playing a lot. It's called Death's Door. And it's you're this raven who has to go and collect souls for uh, – it's like your job. So you're basically like the Grim Reaper. Um but it's beautiful and it's like really, it's kind of hard and you have to solve puzzles and um, the, the bosses are really fun to fight. Um, it's just a really well-made game and really cool. And the music is great in it. Um, so yeah, that's really all I've, I've been playing that in uh, treasure Island this, this week. Uh, or, I mean, illusion Island and, yeah, that's all I've been really doing. Um, I've been working and then I'd come home and put on Death's Door or Illusion Island. And yeah, so you should definitely check out Death's Door. I think you can get it on Switch as well. Um, it, it's just a really fun, independent. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of, like, I love um, Link's Awakening and it's that same style of gameplay where it's kind of a three fourths look down. And you have to solve dungeons and the bosses and things like that. It, it's uh, it's really fun. Right on. That's all I did this week. <laughs> Next week we're seeing Strays. Um, so stay tuned for that. Remember, we have our 600th episode coming up. 
And that's what we got going on at Real Nerds. So until next week, see you at the movies. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.